Hey, it's Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church. I want to thank you for joining me here on the set of Godly Goosebumps. This is a podcast where we tell stories of where God is working in our lives, sometimes front and center, sometimes it appears he's nowhere around, and yet he's there. And it's, 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 it's really the story of the sovereignty of God and how God orchestrates everything that happens in our life for his purpose and for his kingdom. And uh, I hope that if you are tuning in today and this is your first time, hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram. And make sure you share, because if this story resonates with you, it's probably going to resonate with someone else. And truthfully, even if it doesn't resonate with you, it's going to resonate with someone out there in the world. And you, by sharing, come along and you are part of this ministry, this podcast, where we're trying to help people know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real and that he works every day in and out of our lives. And um, I'm thankful to have uh, in studio on set with us here at Godly Goosebumps, Kate Malpin. Kate, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. And I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but mm-hmm. our church, Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch, California, it's 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 a rather large church. Mm-hmm. And in, in that reason I share that is that we have a very large staff, Mm -hmm. and I don't always get to meet or know all of the staff. There's Mm -hmm. just too many people, but you are on our staff here at Shepherd Church, Mm -hmm. and you're 22. You're just a baby. (laughs) You're just a baby. Yes, sir. You just got out of junior high school like Mm -hmm. that long ago. Oh, man. But uh, we wanted to have you come on and and, and kind of tell your story of how mm. God has worked in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, I'm an old I'm I'm like the oldest person you know, <laughs> and you're like one of the youngest people that I know. Um, but I think it's good to to hear people of your generation mm. what what God is doing and what God has done. And so I want to go all the way back. Where were you Where were you born? I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Now, now again, you've not been here that long. No, sir. So you're in Chicago, and um, your parents, were they missionaries then mm-hmm. or not? They, My dad was getting a master's in uh, intercultural studies to become missionaries. So he was trying to get a good education so he could be a good missionary in Chicago. Okay. He, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to be a missionary mm-hmm. in Chicago? Well, he wanted to go to school. He went to Wheaton College, okay. and okay. so he went to Wheaton, and then we became missionaries in Mexico City. Oh, you went to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And so do you know what caused your dad to want to become a missionary? Do you know where that what that story's all about? Mm-hmm. I would say he, he went on a mission trip when he was at Ozark to... Um, trying to remember where he went. I think he went to Honduras and he just, I w- I'm not sure if he knew at the time that that was his calling, but I think he knew that missions was a big part of his heart and that's something that was powerful and something he wanted to be a part of. And while I think both my parents, they, they received a calling to become missionaries in Amarillo, Texas. At, like at the same time, at they were both in different places when they like felt the Holy Spirit tell them that that's what they needed to do. And so they just, they packed up and they moved to Wheaton and to go to school. And then they moved to Mexico City, I think in 2000, 2001, maybe. Okay. And what, do you know what caused them to go to Mexico City? I think they, the, the Lord told them to. Okay. I think they, they both received, I don't remember what the specific sign was, but it was convincing enough to get a move in. So he's just a young man, grew up, went to Bible college. Mm-hmm. And uh, while he was on Bible college, he went on some short-term missionary mm-hmm. trip. 
got out of college and God God started speaking to his heart as well as with your mom, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they they felt led to go to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So, and, and how old were you when you went went to Mexico City? I was about I think one. You were one. I was one. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, so you speak Spanish? Oh, um, just barely. I, I've got about like ten sentences. Let's let's hear a couple of them. Oh, um, yo viví en la ciudad de México por cinco años con mi familia cuando era una niña. Pero regresamos los Estados Unidos cuando yo tenía seis años. Wow, let's give it up for Kate. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm going to say something in Spanish if okay. you know what I'm saying. Yo okay. alérico, gato gallina. No idea. Yo alérico. Yo. You, a, a, I. I, alérico. Are you funny? Alérico. I don't know what that Alérico. <laughs> alérico. <laughs> Allergic. Allergic. Oh, that's good to know. To, to galdo gallina. What's galdo gallina? Uh, alérico. Galdo gallina. Like fish or something? Chicken. Chicken, chicken broth. No chicken. pollo loco. Oh, good to know. I was no, like, chicken's pollo, No though. pollo loco. No pollo. Okay, so you're allergic to chicken. Okay, you speak really well uh, uh, Spanish. Thank you. Thank you. I think you know, more, one, I think you know more than 10, ten sentences. <laughs> well, I almost failed Spanish in high school. Well, I don't know I, how that happened. I'm not doubting that that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying you speak... That's pretty good. Thank you. I, I, Thank you. I, you. You sound like a local. <laughs> so you're in Mexico, age one. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that time in oh, your life? Oh, man. It was one of my favorite seasons of my whole life. Um, I remember the food was always, always good. Mm. Never experienced bad food. Um, I remember just the people were super warm. I remember really good music. And I also, I just remember, and I, I know... I didn't realize a, a lot of kids didn't get to grow up with this, but just the profound like peace that I grew up with. Mm. The I, I always trusted my parents. I trusted our team, um, and I, th- I think I, just because I was around such like profound trust in the Lord that I didn't, I wasn't ever surprised mm. when something like amazing wow. happened. I was like, yeah, that's normal. That's just and what he so, does. And what were, what were your parents doing there as far as missionary work? What kind of work were they doing? They were youth pastors. But I think what they were specifically trying to do is help helping to teach churches how to create their own youth ministry so mm. they were actually able to do it like within their own culture. Mm. So um, there's a lot of processes and wisdom behind that. That system, I just I'm not really aware of what. Okay, it was. and and I, I know this is irrelevant, but do they speak mm-hmm. Spanish fluently? My dad does. My mom's she's really good. She's not as fluent as my dad, but he's mm-hmm. fluent. Well, you throw that yo alérico caldo gallina okay. line at him and just I will. see if he knows what he's just, talking about. Absolutely, I'm on it. So uh, tell me what happens in Mexico and and what happens next after mm. after all that. Well, we were we're there about five years, and it was amazing. We got to meet just incredible people, work with the, just wonderful churches, and um, I think. My dad had a dream that he was and he was called to move to Lincoln, Illinois, which is the polar opposite in culture, to um, become a a missions professor at Lincoln uh, Christian University. Wow! And so they were they would tell us they're like, yeah, there's this thing called fall where like the trees change colors and it's gonna be great. And so, you know, it was. I was heartbroken to leave, but I was excited. I was six. I didn't know that moving was hard. Your life is a fourth over. Yeah. You're age six. I know. It's a fourth of your life. Done. It's amazing. <laughs> and so we moved to Lincoln, and we moved in the middle of January. You know so what we call freezing. Lincoln? You know what we call Lincoln at Ozark? I, I can imagine. What, what do, do we call it? Not as good as Stinkin Ozark. Stinking Lincoln. Yep. Mm. Well... When I first got there, I felt the same so way. So I, I, I do want to say I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been to that college, mm-hmm. been to that town, and there's nothing there's there. There's nothing. There's cornfields. There's corn. It, there is nothing there. <laughs> it is. I'm trying to, for someone who's never been to Lincoln, Illinois, 
stinking Lincoln. Mm. Uh, it, it it is a dot in the middle of the mm. road. Yep. Okay, so you go there. You're age mm-hmm. six. Your life's a fourth over now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What ha- what happens next? Well, it's I, I get completely thrown off because it's I have no idea how to interact with people now. Because in Mexico, I had it. I was like, I know all like I know all the manners you're supposed to have. I know how people are going to react to these manners. And then when I got to Illinois, I was like, no one's doing what they're supposed to do. What's happening? And so we just had to relearn. Had to go through culture shock all that mess, but it ended up being like one of the sweetest places to live. Like mm. some of my best friends, like closest, closest friends to this day are in, in Lincoln right now. Okay. And mm-hmm. how long were you there? We were there about seven years. Oh, so now your life's half over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now it's done. <laughs> now you're 13. Yep. 13 now. Your life is half over. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that went by pretty fast. Yep. Yep. So what have you done the second half? The second half. <laughs> second half, we uh, we went to Dallas, Texas. Then you went to Dallas. We went to Dallas. Are you a Cowboys 13. fan? Well, they're my number two team. I do love. Uh, I love. Do love the Cowboys. There's nothing on this wall that has to do with Dallas I Cowboys. Know, I know. They're as bad as stinking Lincoln. Uh, man, they're not great, but I love them. Okay, so why did why them. you? They he goes from being a professor to mm-hmm. Bible college, mm-hmm. and then he goes to Dallas. What, what, mm-hmm. How did that move come about? He got a job at Compass Christian Church as the missions pastor. Oh, so, I see how this all fits mm-hmm. because the pastor of Compass Church used to be our youth minister mm-hmm. here at Shepherd years, mm-hmm. years ago. One of the few staff people I've ever had. Mm. We've had a lot. <laughs> and usually when a staff person says, I'm, I'm leaving, mm. I usually say, don't let that door hit you on the way out mm-hmm. of town. Good to know. Because if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. Yeah. And why would anybody ever want to leave mm. here? That's my attitude. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest place. But right. this is my attitude, right? right? But attitude. Drew Sherman was uh, was our <laughs> youth pastor, and I'll never forget, he was here during the uh, Northridge earthquake, mm. and when the North the Northridge earthquake mm. happened, I mean, it was devastating. Yeah. And I remember getting in my car, this is like 5 o'clock in the morning, sun hadn't come up yet, mm-hmm. driving around checking on people who lived in the area. I went by Drew's house. He had just moved out here from Indiana. Oh, wow. And a house right over here on Reseda, about three or four houses up uh, off of Rinaldi. And I walk inside, and he and his wife are literally huddled underneath the table with their kids. Mm. They're scared out of their mind. Mm -hmm. They just moved here, and a big earthquake happened. And they had candles lit. Oh, no. And rule number one in an earthquake, in the dark, you don't mm-hmm. light candles because there could be a gas. Yeah. And I go, Drew, what are you doing? You're going <laughs> to blow the whole neighborhood oh, no. up. But but anyway, oh. uh, when Drew left, I said to him, Drew, you can come back anytime you want. Mm-hmm. We loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And he and Michelle did such a good job. And even still today, we have our Kids of the Kingdom mm-hmm. children's musical. Michelle was a big part oh, of that. They're and Drew. Wonderful. And so he goes to Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. And starts a church or helps a church that's already there, but it was kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. And he's been there, and he's just been tearing it up. Mm-hmm. So your dad mm-hmm. ends up going from Bible college to Mexico mm-hmm. City. Then he goes to Stinkin' Lincoln, Illinois. Yep. And then he goes and he becomes Drew Sherman's missions mm-hmm. pastor. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that? Oh, Your wow. life's almost over. I know. I know. It was... I think, again, it's, the, it's always when you first move somewhere. It was... It was how old were you? Weird. How, I was 13. 13. Yeah, you're, you're two-thirds of the way mm-hmm. done. Around that point, so my mom has lupus, and so she, and she had a hard time with that in Lincoln. 
But when I moved to Texas, I had already had some autoimmune issues like kind of like a year before that, like around when I was 12. So when I was 13 and we moved, there was like the healthcare in Dallas was incredible. Like my doctor who, I mean, I just had like a first visit with her and she immediately diagnosed what I had. And she like referred me to like, I think four different specialists. Mm. And so she, it was incredible. They were on it. So go into what your sickness was Mm -hmm. and the, tell us a little bit about the severity of that. So I have, it's called, so I have vasculitis. And so that's like an autoimmune disorder that attacks your veins, like your peripheral veins. And then I have the blood clot disorder that attacks like, Essentially, you just blood clots really easily. So I have like pretty weakened veins and then blood that's going to mess that up anyway. Mm. And I think we so had tried bad, to get bad. bad. Combo. It was bad. bad. And we had tried to get a diagnosis, I think, for about a year in Illinois. And so we had gone to all kinds of different doctors. We'd gone to like Iowa almost, like to just go to all these different specialists just to see if they could figure it out. But they kept like trying to diagnose it, but they would just miss miss it just barely but enough that it wouldn't actually fix the problem with what okay. they diagnosed. Okay. And so when we went to Texas they like they did a biopsy and then they did a ton of blood work and they just they figured it out within probably like the first month we were there. Mm. It was amazing. And so tell us more about that journey mm. and where 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 what happened with all that? You all right. you're still suffering with all that? I not right now. I still have like, you know, autoimmune disorder fatigue, but that's pretty normal. But so I was put on, they were, I had progressed super far in the sickness. So it was, it was pretty bad. So they like, I was at like, I was at risk for stroke and then risk for a pulmonary embolism. And then if it's left untreated for a long, long time, it can lead to organ failure. And so I was pretty like, I was just towing the line to almost all three of those. And so my doctors, they prescribed corticosteroids, which they work, but they're they're pretty brutal on just your entire life. And then immunosuppressants and uh, blood thinners, which they're technically like, they just change like the coagulation of your blood a little mm. bit. So um, it was, and then just, and then other medicines that kind of supported those big three. But so that was, those were every day, twice a day, and just had to just deal with all the annoying and painful symptoms that came with those. But okay. D- did you take the vaccine, the COVID vaccine? I had to, because uh, my mom and I are both immunosuppre- like, um, immunocompromised. Mm. Mm. And so our doctors were like, yeah, you, this is... But even though I heard it, it causes some blood clots in some people, mm-hmm. you went ahead and did it. Well, at this point, I had been in technical remission for long enough that my doctor, like I asked her about it and she said, well, I think that's, I'm more worried about your immune system than I am about your blood clots. Okay. Okay, that's a tough mm-hmm. call there. And, yeah. and tell me about how, what what happened? Your how long were you in Dallas? You were in Dallas. Uh, I was there for like seven years, I think. Seven years. Now, mm-hmm. now how old are you? I was twenty one. You're twenty one when you left Dallas. Mm-hmm. So you're only twenty two. There's, there's mm-hmm. not much left of this story. I know. <laughs> so uh, how did you get from Dallas? Is your dad still there? Yes, he is. He's still working for Pastor mm-hmm. Drew. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tell him hello for me. I will. Tell him his boss is a wild man. <laughs> okay. And I have stories if he ever wants to blackmail Drew. Okay. Oh, good to know. Tell him I've got lots of stories. Good to know. If he needs a pay raise, just I've got stories <laughs> that he can he can finagle there. Perfect. So um, you you end up coming to California. Tell mm-hmm. us how that happens. Well, I had been in like technical remission for about I think a year. I was genuinely, I truly believe that I was like 
healed by the time I was like 18. So okay, now, explain that. So explain, explain that. I, when I was around 18, it was probably my second semester of college. Uh, I was at Dallas Christian College, and I just started to feel better, like better than I ever had. Like my energy levels were better. I was able, my grades like shot up because I was paying attention. Like I just genuinely was like, this is weird. I feel like a not normal amount. Let's praise Jesus. Uh, come amen. On, come on, come on. It's true. Come on. Lift up Jesus. Okay. Always. Always. Okay. okay. So so you're starting to feel better at college. Mm-hmm. So I went to my, my I think it was my rheumatologist. And it, it wasn't the food at Bible college. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. No, I love that school, but the food it's was... It's not the food. Mm-mm. Okay. But they ended up, um, they did some labs and it was, they were like, huh, they're all normal. So that's fine. And they said, we'll see you back in six months. And usually it was like a three month kind of thing just to make sure we're good. Okay. And so they're like, we'll see you back in six months. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. And then we went back in six months and all my labs were like completely stabilized at that point. And you don't know what caused that? No, no idea. Okay. Just they, and I even asked them, I was like, is that just something that happens? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. And what I, like six months later, we went back and they said, well, okay, we'll see you in a year. And that was, and all my other doctors were like, okay, we don't really need to see you every three months now. We can just schedule out further in advance and just kind of keep an eye on things. And like the longer we did that, the just more normal everything got. And they started just take me off all my meds and just nothing changed. And just, it was, it was such a weird time. Cause that's not everything. That's nothing I would have expected. Cause uh-huh. I just was just kind of put in my mind. That's like, well, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I'm going to, this is. And tell us why you believe deep down that God was one that healed you. Mm. Well, number one, I talked to my doctors and they're like, no, that's not normal. That doesn't normally happen for people your age and if they if your illness started that early mm. and then i didn't realize how many people had been praying for me cuz and i think i don't know i was a teenager like dealing with normal teenage things but i'm also trying you know to survive and we have friends like all over the world who are like genuine prayer warriors who are just just the people that just walk alongside the holy spirit at a level that are is uncommon i'd say but they so they pray for me and they pray for my mom and I, and one of my professors at college, who she she was a missionary in the states, and she had taught at like Oxford, and she was this incredible woman. She had been praying for me since the, like the day she met me, and so I think because I kind of told her a little bit about my health issues and how I was worried that that hold me back a little bit in ministry and in just normal life, and so she had just started praying for me, and within that time, within like probably seven months of being in college, I was completely, like, completely healed. I don't take any medicine. Mm. I, um, I'm i tired all the time, but that's normal. I think that's just normal fatigue. But that's the only symptom I deal with still. Mm. Well, praise God for mm-hmm. that, for that story. Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, again, my name's Dudley Rutherford here on Godly Goosebumps, and we're talking to Kate uh, Malpin, who mm-hmm. uh, is on staff here at church, and we're just trying to learn her story and to see how God is working in her life. And you're from Dallas, and let's go into the story of how you got here to mm. uh, to Porter Ranch, All California. Right. Well, my parents were Dusty and Amy's youth pastors in Joplin, Missouri. And okay, so, let's explain who okay. that is. So Dusty and Amy are, uh, Dusty's the young adult pastor here. We Can we trust them? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. So, so Dusty's on staff here. Mm-hmm. Dusty's on staff here. Amy is also on staff here. Mm. She's incredible. 
I believe she works with our Next Steps, uh, Next Steps team. She's oh, wonderful. Okay. And I think... Um, and, and how do you know them? They So my parents were their youth pastors up in like Carthage. So oh. my parents, they went to Ozark, they got married, and they were youth pastors out in Carthage. Oh, okay, I'm with you. I, I, I'm tracking with mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. I know all these places. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, but Dusty... No one else knows Dusty's from great. Carthage, mm-hmm. Missouri. I think mm-hmm. he grew up there, mm-hmm. went to Ozark, and he, he's been out here forever mm-hmm. working as our youth pastor young adult leader mm-hmm. and currently oversees our Thursday night mm-hmm. uh, service here that we have every Thursday night. Yep. They're amazing. So, they, so your parents knew them. Mm-hmm. So my dad baptized Amy and he married Dusty and Amy. Wow. And so, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, and so my mom would always tell Dusty, she'd be like, you'd be a great youth pastor. And he, she was right. He was, he was wonderful. Yeah. But they ended up, uh, let's see. They would speak at like summer camps out here, and I think that's where I met your daughter Carrie one time because my dad was speaking at a summer camp, and I was in the same dorm as with as with Carrie, and she was so cool. Yeah, she yeah. was just the coolest. And yeah, she takes after her. Oh, dad. of course, of course. Her dad <laughs> takes after her dad. Of course. And uh, so I just kind kind of known Brianne and uh, known Dusty, and so I think I was interning with CIY out at Biola. I believe when like Brianne texted me, she's like, you, would you ever be interested in doing like an internship out here? And I was like, I would be anything at Shepherd. That's a great church. I love you guys. And so we just decided we'd just keep going with the process until the Lord shut the door. And I, I honestly assumed he would. And I was like, it's fine. We can, I'll, like, I'll interview. We'll see. And he, he won't actually make me move. And he totally did. So the, it, but we started with a year long internship and then that turned into, uh, like a permanent position about six months ago. So you're permanently on staff yes, here sir. at Shepherd, and mm-hmm. you're having a great time here having at the church. Having a wonderful time. And what would you tell someone about who's never been to this mm-hmm. church? What is this church like? How, oh, would, you, how would you explain this church? It is one of the most diverse churches I've seen in America, and mm. it's just wonderful. I think the the teaching's incredible, the worship's incredible, but really it's one of, you can just tell on the staff. Like the people on staff are genuinely healthy, happy joyful people who you can tell walk alongside the Lord. And who, who on the staff do you know that I need to talk to who's not doing mm. their job not doing their job properly? <sighs> no, 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 don't mention any names. I was gonna say I was like, I don't know don't don't mention any names. So Kate, uh, so from this story uh, today, we kind of got to wrap this up here shortly. Mm-hmm. But you've moved around. You're 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can remember all this. You were in Chicago. You <laughs> went to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. You went to uh, Lincoln, Illinois. You went to Dal- back to Dallas, and now you're here mm-hmm. in LA. What have you learned? Uh, you've you've overcome some health challenges. Mm. You've moved a lot. What is the most important thing in your life right now? And a word of encouragement for mm. anyone here today who just feels like you're just here, you're there, you're everywhere. You may have some health issues, mm-hmm. but knowing that God is still there and mm-hmm. He's with you every step and Nothing happens by accident. Mm. What, what would you say to someone like that? I would say just based off based off of my own life, but also the observation of other people. Um, I think the faithful faithfulness is an, like an integral part of God's character. That's not something that can be taken away um, by the circumstances of our own lives. And so I think like I have like three things about what God is in pain. So He is He is good in our pain. He's present, and then He's moving. Mm. And so He's He is. He's Say more those one more time. God is. He is good in our pain. He's good in our pain. He's present in our he's pain. He's present. And he's moving in our pain. And he's moving in and our so pain. And so those are those are my big three. Like whenever I do, when I am in a significant amount of pain or when I look back on times that were 
truly painful. I just I can see all of those characteristics of God be true throughout my entire wow. even through all the different variables of my life. Those are things that have just never changed in my, my entire life. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that that story. I want to read. I'm going to have one more question yes, for sir. you. But I think of Romans eight twenty eight mm. that says that we know in all things that God works for the good mm-hmm. of those who love Him, mm-hmm. who've been called according to His purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that word that when you're suffering, that God is, God is still good. Mm. He's still good. Mm-hmm. Still loves you. Still wouldn't be here without him. Mm. Uh, he's present. Yes, he sir. never leaves or forsakes us. Mm-hmm. But he's also he's moving. He's working. Mm-hmm. And um, you've you've got quite the story there in such a, a brief uh, window of time mm. when you're as old as me, looking at you. But. Uh, <laughs> I hope and pray that all the days of your life you continue to serve the Lord. Thank you. And that this story continues mm-hmm. of uh, that goes all the way back to your your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing how your life and family's been intertwined in these different ways mm-hmm. uh, in our church. But that's mm-hmm. that's the way God is. Just because you work with young people, and there are some young people who watch mm-hmm. this, uh, listen to this podcast. What is your encouragement to young people today growing up in the crazy world that we're living Mm. in where, for me, I I can't imagine being a young person Mm -hmm. in a a public school in our country, let alone in the state of California, Mm. where it just seems like it's a riptide. Everything is bent on, in my opinion, destroying and leading children astray. Mm. Um, And Satan is alive and well. You know, right. he's 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 having a heyday right now. We know that ultimately the Lord wins. Mm. But what is your you you work in the youth department in California? Mm. What is what is your hope? What is your prayer? What what do you, what what do you what is your calling for these young people in this in this mm. world of ours today? Well, I think just observing the profound sense of hopelessness has just been heartbreaking. So I think the biggest thing I'd want someone young to know is that there is there is hope in your life and that this like middle school and high school that's not the end that's not the end of who you are that's not the end of like the possibilities of life and number one go to church because you're going to be around people who are wise and people who who love the lord and love you and um so i think it just it matters who you surround yourself with but also just know that there is there is hope in life mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. I want to thank you for coming and uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, you're 22 years uh, young, mm. uh, young <laughs> years. Uh, I can see where God has His hand upon your mm. life, and He's He's uh, brought you out here for a purpose. Mm. And I, one of the greatest things that I look for in a young person who works on our staff is what I want my kids and my grandkids to hang out with you. Mm. And uh, I got three grandsons, and I would love for them just to hang out with you. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about them. I know mm. you'd be leading them uh, down the pathway of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so thank you uh, for your life and uh, for your story here today, and I hope it's a blessing uh, to someone. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of uh, Godly Goosebumps. It's kind of a testimony of uh, Kate's life, and as God is working in her life, I know that God can work in your life. Mm -hmm. So tune in uh, to the next episode. Stay with us, and thank you for being with us here today. Hit that subscribe and hit that share button, and let's continue to lift up Jesus, even though this is Godly Goosebumps. (laughs) God bless you, and thank you. (laughs) 